Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in to Meditation with the Meredith's. The Coronavirus, Episode 2. I find it hard to even think about what to talk about the coronavirus because... If we would have made this podcast like four weeks ago, we would be, I feel like we would be having a completely different discussion. Mm -hmm. Four weeks ago was like, oh my God, everybody panic. Everybody go get a month's worth of food and whatever else at the store and be maniacs and don't leave your house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but like the past week it's like you leave the house and drive through the city and everybody is outside or driving somewhere like I recall I think the first time I went to go do a grocery pickup at Walmart there was nobody on the road I think I saw one other car all the way down 15 It was kind of nice. <laughs> it was really nice. I can believe, like, you know how people make, make those memes on Facebook where it's like, with everybody inside, now this looks like this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are people making fun of it, but I can believe that, like, air pollution and other environmental factors are probably doing really well mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to what they usually are. But I don't know. I guess I feel so indifferent about coronavirus now. Maybe it's because our life didn't really change, like, at all. It didn't change, but it was affected. It was affected, but it didn't, yeah, it didn't change. I'm still at home. You still go to work. And you still go to work for medical cannabis that is deemed essential, which is ironic in so many ways, which maybe we will address in our next episode. When we talk more about cannabis, we'll talk about it a little bit in regards to the coronavirus, just from a few things we've seen. Obviously, we are not doctors. We we are not suggesting anything. This is just a podcast that will hopefully make some people laugh because I think the entire world needs a little bit more laughter in their life right now. There's so many conspiracy theories, right? True. I don't even have to Google it to know that they're there. (laughs) I mean, but a lot of these theories are strangely becoming, people are coming back up and starting to talk about it, and things are starting to be found out, like doctors that are actors and people having the COVID since, like, October of last year. Like, a lot of that stuff's coming back to be kind of true. And so I was like, all right, this is the situation that's going on. What are they doing? Are they actually trying to help us? Or are they just terrifying us with this shit? Like, are they making us, do they want us to be scared so we can be helpless? So right now, I feel like the world is going through just like a crisis of like what media is true and what media is not true. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Mm. It's interesting. It just like because like some because we know that some of those theories are obviously whack and they didn't happen. But it does kind of make you question like there's literally so many things out there about the coronavirus that it's like, what's true? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Moot point. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows anything. (laughs) Just keep living your life. Nobody knows anything. Although it is funny. Not funny, but you know. um, I think it was, was it Cuba? Um, Where they were like, just don't stress. Just don't stress. It's going to make it worse. We're going to figure it out. It's, it, there's so many topics about the coronavirus that we can add to this podcast, but it would probably be like three or four hours long. Yeah. There's so many things that, to talk about with everything that people are doing wrong. I guess my opinion on what everybody's doing wrong <laughs> um, and how things are being run. <sighs> Overwhelming. It is overwhelming because you're kind of stuck in your home and then you get stuck in your head and it kind of drives you crazy. Another aspect of coronavirus, mental health. Yeah, that's a lot of people being affected by right now and no one's really talking about. There's so many things that people are being affected by right now. What about poor people? Uh What about, I mean, do do we want to start on... um, the percentage of African Americans that are being affected by this, and true. where that um, circle of events comes in, mm-hmm. because who are who's affected by this right now most? Poor people, right? Mm-hmm. Poor people who are forced to live in close quarters, right? Mm-hmm. Poor people who maybe don't have access to what they need to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And that literally means running water. That means any type of antibacterial soap, whatever it may be. There's... I t- Maybe this isn't the best topic to talk about. <laughs> Why do you say that? Um, there's just literally so many different aspects to the to this whole thing that it's just kind of like you pour, you bring them all together and it's just like who cares i mean yes that's what essentially that's what i'm starting to feel like i'm just like who cares well yeah wash your hands stay six feet away from people shouldn't you already be doing that yeah should you already be washing your hands should you already be staying away from people and not touching your face and not putting your fingers in your mouth that's what i keep t- that's what we keep telling our three-year-old Get your damn fingers out of your mouth. <laughs> so it's interesting about this because now that time has been passing, the curve has kind of been flattening in some states. People are talking about opening back up, but some people are like, no, that's kind of kind of risky, especially to those who own businesses. And it's the strangest thing in the world that we can't collectively come together and understand that some small businesses need to open in order for them to actually survive because they don't have the capital of chain, uh, of a chain headquarters to fund them in this moment. 
they have to be forced to go home and close down their stores where they still got to pay electric bills and gas bills to a property they're not getting any investment from. So you got people arguing at the Capitol and they're like, hey, can we open back up? And then you have people who are like, well, you guys are idiots. And I was like, well, if you were in their shoes or understood the situation, you would probably understand a little bit differently as to why they have to do what they're doing and protest and try to get their livelihood back. Yeah, some people were complaining about petty shit, but people were talking about getting brunch and getting mimosas when Hillary was running for president or when Hillary didn't win presidency and Trump was taking over. People were trying to say if Hillary was president, we went, we could be at brunch right now instead of having problems in this country. But that's just the privilege of people to have the privilege to say, oh, I want to get something that's easy for me to access because essentially I'm American. So, you know, that's kind of where kind of where it's all kind of stemming from. But at the same time, we run on capitalism. So capitalism is still going to be something that's going to need to keep being ran. As soon as this world back up, every single person who's complaining, stay home, stay home, stay home. I'll be scrambling to get that daughter to pay those bills because people start wanting their money. Yeah. So you're going to start doing what you got to do to get capitalism. So it's kind of got to think about what's going on and get where uh, we're all scared and trying to fear for our health but I think at the same time people are more scared than they're realizing they actually know how to survive people depend on the government way too much to supply them their needs to actually survive we wait on the CDC we wait on the news we wait on Trump we wait on all these people to give us information but we never seem to seek it ourselves we never mm-hmm. seem to actually try to figure out ourselves and then we get these $1200 and everybody's trying to buy food here <laughs> and food here but nobody's buying survival equipment no one's buying no one's out food. buying dirt buying seeds buying dirt buying seeds starting a garden to have their own food so you don't have to depend on a store for right. it right <laughs> talking to other local gardeners in your community so that way you can start a little little, little garden so that way everybody in the village can be fed in case some shit like this ever happens again you know, we're just a lot of things. It's kind of how what we saw, I think, with all of the governors throughout uh, the United States. They all kind of had this, like, blame game of, like, well, why isn't Trump helping us? Mm-hmm. Why isn't the federal government helping us? Mm-hmm. Well, why are you waiting on the federal government to help you? Mm-hmm. Why is any small, just local communities waiting on your state to help mm-hmm. you? Like, come on. Yeah, we still pay state <laughs> taxes. <laughs> so we're paying state taxes. What the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, we're paying all this mm-hmm. goddamn money, but still ain't mm-hmm. getting the representation for it. And then I just keep asking for more and more money. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> we're I, <laughs> we we want money, but we don't want capitalism. <laughs> uh. I think there's a lot of people out there who would work just as hard as for their money as they wanted. And as long as it was a fair shot. Right now, the way things are run, it's not a fair shot. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's two... See, we've had, we've had conversations about population control before. Mm-hmm. But do you think there's too many people in the United States for it to run under like the same Declaration of Independence or whatever you want to go by that they made however many years ago? <laughs> do, you think, do you think there's too many people in the country to do that now? Uh, Basically, two-party system is broken. There's too many people. There's too many opinions. Nothing is fair. <laughs> I think the whole none of it works anymore. The whole purpose of this was that everybody had an equal voice, but we found out fairly quickly through slavery, not everyone had an equal yeah, voice. Right. For real. So I, I think everything went downhill when everyone when said, "All right, let's start making people choose sides and opinions because we want to see 
we have a certain class of people who can afford a certain way of living, and we have a certain class of people who will struggle to, to afford a certain way of living. So you have a one person represent the ones who can afford their living, the ones who can't afford their livings, and you have those two battle out to try to win over the majority of the either too rich to fail or the the person that's, that's not as fortunate to not have to depend on check after check after check. Um, so when we had those ideas to separate the people, we separated class, socialism, that's socialism, sorry, uh, class and, um, uh, I can't think of the other word. Um, so class and... I think uh, I got lost a little bit there. But it's pretty much, pretty much... Bucko. We separated, we ended up separating everyone from everything. And it's kind of what's going on with COVID right now. We're kind of separated from everything. We're making everyone choose either, you know, you can go to work. Or, you know, like even with that video that you showed me earlier with the Andrew Kuman guy or Kumo guy in New York yelling at people saying the illness is death. Not everyone's dying. So why are they saying that? Yeah, that's that? a major scare tactic. So why that's are you saying, you know, this is death. I don't care if they want to work. Go be an essential worker. They are essential workers. They have small businesses. But likely for you, you let Target and all these other stupid ass places stay open. Yeah. You let liquor stores open up. You yeah. let all these spots open I up. I was but telling you, um, when I was, I, I work for shipped sometimes. <laughs> and... <laughs> The other day when I was in Target, this woman was in there just buying anything but food. Like, all kinds of just, like, house decor. And, like, I don't know how I, don't know how I felt about it. I was like, well, maybe she just wants to feel comfortable in her house and she's kind of stuck there. And she's just coming out one time. Of course, I don't know her story, but I was kind of like... Throughout doing more shops, I'm like, wait, there's other people out here literally just casually shopping. Just doing whatever, just doing whatever. Because people want normalcy. Yeah, people are going crazy thinking about, know. you know, what is life going to happen after this? I mean, what is going to happen? How do you restart something that for most people has never stopped before? You know, for us, how did we restart? You know, we got everybody sitting here anxiously thinking, what's next, what's next, what's next? I mean, uh, if you have a, already a president telling us people don't stress, you have doctors telling people don't stress because essentially the stress is what's going to kill the poor, then we got to find out to collectively not stress, but just take care of each other. You know, we're essentially, if we're all part of the hardworking poor class that they keep putting us in, um, you know, why not support each other? Why not take care of each other? Why not find a way to really establish a community? We're still so individual and so separate because we still have this savage mentality of of survival of the fittest. And essentially, you want to have survival of the fittest, yeah, but not in the sense where it comes to a pandemic. Like, there's not like a... There's not like these people who can't survive because of their body's natural defense. It's because of their fortune. This is what they can afford to survive. Your, your survival comes off of your money. It's been jokes for a year that Magic Johnson's survival reason was for his money. Had a whole episode of Soft Park with that. When he said the money was the cure for his AIDS. You know? So it's kind of like, you know, you know, money. I mean, yeah, joking. And who knows what happened really with Magic Johnson. Listen, that's whole, a whole nother conversation, right? I mean, because black people have had to face now two 
epidemics. Yeah. Right? HIV, AIDS, and now the coronavirus. Yeah. And we're like Milwaukee's being fucked. Detroit. Chicago. Chicago. New York. Like Philly. Like Houston and Texas. Like, I mean, like black communities are being fucked. I'm like, we can't even afford to travel. So how are we being attacked by a virus we can't even go to China to get? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Chinese stores in our community had it and they gave I it mean, to us. I mean, do we want to talk about the McDonald's videos of uh, in China where they're saying that black people are not allowed in? I mean, China has business in Africa, though. So, of course, they want to be angry and have somebody to blame other than Chinese people. They always had that reasoning. <sighs> they never wanted to really... Not all Chinese people, of course. But, like, they're... I mean, there's always like a joke, and even some comedians talk about it as far as like the Asian culture, the hierarchy of who's the top of the hierarchy as far as Chinese, Japanese, um, uh, Vietnamese, uh, you know, Taiwanese, you know, uh, Filipino, and all that. And there's like, there was like a hierarchy, they had like a hierarchy of like who was the wealthiest of the Asians, and there's like the Chinese people yeah. and the Japanese people. They're like two of the, they're, they're like, it was uh, Tom Segura, he had a joke about it, talking about how they were like kind of really snobbish people. Um, and it was like, I mean... Wait, what does that have to do with the coronavirus? I mean, I'm sorry. It, so it has to do with, with the attitude <laughs> of the Chinese people and yeah. how of the Chinese community, of some Chinese community people who feel that black people need to leave China or leave the Chinese McDonald's and, and get out of their homes and get evicted out of their apartments because they're African. And for some reason, Africa owns like two-thirds of the United States and it owns like most of Africa because it's a pretty... Pretty much dumping wow. tons of money into Africa. China or Africa? China has been pretty much dumping money oh. into Africa to pretty much strip Africa of its minerals. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's say too much? No. Nope. Um, <laughs> this episode is going to be coronavirus at first. And then we talk about how but, black people still aren't getting help. But think about, <laughs> if you think about the coronavirus, think about the coronavirus in the sense of how it's attacking everyone and it's really affecting everyone. I'm like, what do black people have to do with this? They try to blame Africa from the beginning with this virus. Yeah, right. Now they're trying to test African people in Africa with this virus, like with the, with the fucking... Africa uh, is not a lab. Exactly. Like, why are, like, and the thing is, you know, Africans, what color of their skin? It's melanin. What color of African Americans and American? It's melanin. They're like, it's kind of like a weird kind of like, it's not, it's, it's like, we, we, it's like, it's not even a, coincidence anymore they're making it blatantly obvious that they want us to not exist yeah they because it's for some reason that we have no idea why but we're learning why and as we learn they're like well they're learning too much so it's 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 kind of interesting because the thing is even with the understanding of understanding the greaterness of the african person of the melanin skin you know you don't really see african americans or africans or African Italians or anyone like that really walking around with their heads head high trying to oppress someone. Mm-hmm. But you constantly still see white Americans, and I say white Americans and white people in general, they're the ones that's the evil ones. They're the white ones. You know, European Americans are just European Americans. They're the oh, casual gosh. Americans. And then you got the white Americans who are the ones that want to make, like, why, do, like, why would you call somebody who has pinkish Pellish skin, white. That doesn't even make sense. My son's, <laughs> my son's freaking uh, high chair is white. You know, but right. so it's weird that you want to be that color. Unless you just because of the Caucasus Mountains, and you guys are covered in snow and powder all the time. I don't really know. This is, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but um, I think it's kind of insane that even like white people were being like kind of oppressed by white people. <laughs> like it's just kind of right? like there's a hierarchy right? of people oppressing just people in general. But they made it. They made the scheme so good that they had a way of confusing us to hate each other, and it's like with everyone. Like I mean, the Asian community was like 
I was attacking like fucking San Francisco and all parts of China when he first immigrated over there because of uh, fucking everybody being pushed to the West as far as the Native Americans and how yeah. everything was going to Gold Rush. I was like, there's so much data and history and documentaries out there about how the Asian community was treated in America. You know, the Jewish community, you know, and everyone had a chance to kind of recover. Everyone had a chance to imprint their ways into the black community, but the black community still can't thrive in the black community. It's like, why can't we get loans to start up our own business? Why can't we do this? And so now we don't have any resources to help ourselves during the COVID-19. We can't go spend extra cash on getting some extra essential items. We don't have the, lux- the luxury to use food stamps on toilet paper, you know, or to use food stamps on, you know, you know. I mean, I'm not saying that African our black people are on food stamps, but in the in our communities where we're less fortunate and where we have where we are on a government assistance, we're not able to use those resources to actually survive. You know, we're not we we're still forced to go work at these essential jobs to get on public transportation to be shoulder to shoulder to people. We still have to go and make this world run and still be paid such little. You know, yeah, there's these big companies giving a few dollar raises, but imagine if small businesses <laughs> are getting... And they're temporary And it's well. temporary it's at like, that. So oh. you're saying, oh, you're worth, you're worth <laughs> this. I need you right now, so I'll give you a little bit more money so you not to quit on me so I can make my more millions and billions of dollars. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. of course, we go out here and we support these companies because we have no fucking choice. That was the plan. You know, yeah. was, you know right. this, this, was this virus plan to take out people? I think, essentially, yes. I think it was essentially a set to take out Trump. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it was something that Trump wasn't prepared for the handle. He's going all the wrong way about it. And there's already been articles that I think 18 people already had to either got sent to the hospital for trying to inject themselves with disinfectant. Really? Yeah. People are already like, trying it. I'm like, within like 18, like, within like less than 24 hours, these guys <laughs> are already know, getting people injected. It was shit. really fun though. My dad shared something on Facebook though, that was like, the people, <laughs> the people who think that he, now, I have to have a disclaimer because I did not, I don't listen to Trump talk anymore. I don't read any articles about Trump anymore. You know, like we said in the beginning of the, beginning of the episode, when this first came about, of course, I was literally checking news articles every day, checking where the coronavirus was spreading every day. And now I'm like, I just don't even watch it. But it, he, my dad shared this thing that said, you know, the people who think that he literally meant to inject yourself with Lysol are the reason why, um, like, he, he, like, this warning labels on shampoo bottles. Yes, yes, exactly that. I just pulled a crayon out of my pocket and I didn't <laughs> know it was there. <laughs> um, the, yeah, they're, the, those are the people who are the reason why we have warning labels and it's kind of true because, um, common sense, I guess. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear what he said. I, I don't hear how he said it. So I guess I don't really have an opinion. But I did think that was funny that he shared. It's like you're the reason they're they're awarding labels. I've been spending so much time on focus, trying to focus on our garden and stuff like that. I've been keeping up with Trump stuff. And, and that's what I feel like a lot of people, a lot of families are just doing now. Mm-hmm. They're trying to adjust. They're like, well, everybody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Why can't I? That's, mm-hmm. that's what everybody's turning into, which is why I then had the thought, are the, is there too many, is there too, too many people in the country for us to run under the law and the government that we do? I think we should change the law that There's we have. There's something that needs to change because it's just not working anymore. It never did work. <laughs> <laughs> it was never meant to work. 
I mean, if this country is truly found by rapists, pedophiles, and liars, and thieves, and uh, other kinds of people, this place was meant to just be run off of people who already was getting over and keep getting over on people. Right. So this is what's been happening. The poor's and been getting fucked, and the rich has been getting richer. You know, it's and like, how change. long, how long can all these moms and families, you know, the middle class, upper class, whatever, who can afford to just stay home and order, you know, their daily or several times a week grocery delivery, how long can they try to make all their, their Pinterest-worthy snacks and ideas and lesson plans or ways to teach their kids from home? Like, how long does that stay up? Like, how long can people just, like, make that a thing? How long can... We didn't even touch about, like, how different industries have been affected by coronavirus, like Instagram and all the influencers. Like, I feel like coronavirus is a dream to them because now everybody's at home either not working or working from home, which means they're still on their phones because, well, here's let's be honest, I worked from home for over a year and my phone was always there and I was on Instagram or Facebook whenever I wasn't doing anything for work. So mm -hmm. when you're stuck at home, you're going to watch all of that content. So I was like, wow, influencers must be having a ball with this. And then, and then it gets better because everybody's stuck at home and they get sent their stimulus check just some extra money that they maybe didn't foresee coming and either they're going to use it for bills or they're not. Mm -hmm. Like our life didn't really change on the schedule of, you know, in, in finances. So we get a little extra money and it's, it's nice, but like there's a lot of people out there just like us who still are working and didn't need a stimulus check. Mm -hmm. If the point of it was, oh, this is going out to help people who have lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know it sends a little boost into the economy, but still. You know, I saw something the other day. Kit Cuddy and Travis Scott did a Fortnite concert. They did a concert, like, they had, they had their people, characters made or whatever, of like, mm -hmm. Fortnite style. Mm -hmm. And they did a concert through Fortnite. And I was like, holy shit. Talk about innovation. Yeah. Yeah. They said we're going to do a concert through a video game that allows us to already do whatever the hell we want. I don't even know much about Fortnite, but I'm like, you can do that. You know how many people who are losing money right now, not touring, they're about to probably find out a way how to make some money because of uh -huh. touring. Like, it's about to be a beautiful time, man. The thing is, that's how you essentially survive. America was always about surviving. Innovating. So you got to innovating, being a hobby, and a create and hustle. That's why people <laughs> stole ideas. That's why people were, when people try to get shit patent, people with money stole it. You know, yeah. there's so much. You know, we always try to, you know, I'm not, that's digressing, but, <laughs> you know. It's so just, many conversations that can stem just from what is going on with COVID-19. I think with COVID, everyone should kind of reanalyze their lives and reanalyze themselves. Take this as a time to really figure out who they are, what their real purpose is. It's a time for us to slow down. Like, even with me, I had, like, my own personal anxiety from the COVID stress of COVID, still going to work and... Uh, trying to maintain safety from work and from my, my uh, small team of people that I work with and they're still coming home to my small family who is very intimate. You know, we're very cuddly and huggy. Uh, Penelope and Kylie, you know, they, yes. they, they love cuddle, especially when I come home. Especially you know? Malachi. And so it's kind of like I got to constantly... He's like, touch, 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 Right. So it's constantly like I got to make sure I'm constantly clean. So that's stress on top of stress. Of, I make him wash his hands yeah, course, when he walks in the door. Clothes, all of that, you know. <laughs> that stress on top of... 
the stress of not trying to get it and then still trying to maintain a work at a high professional level so because I am like a cannabis nothing grower. Has changed. Right. Yeah. And trying to still make sure that nothing has changed of being a cannabis grower in a state where the dispensaries are like constantly lines outside the window the door well, yeah, every you, day. Especially now because everybody's stuck at home. So everybody's stuck with at their home medicine. with medicine and twelve hundred dollars. Like, oh, time to do a you know, so, have some right. extra. So everybody's so cannabis buying. sales have sales soared. I don't know those numbers. I'm sure somebody can look them up. Right, so cannabis sales have soared <laughs> and like things are booming and as far as cannabis That's goes. That's stress on top of you though because you're still going to work. You're still around and supposed to just act normal when actually nothing is normal because everything is boosted. Right. There are, so, there are many co- industries out there right now that are booming when others have just died. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that just the circle of life? No, it's a circle of business. Essentially, business is kind of the big dog got to eat. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, like even with the cannabis game. So, like, the cannabis game is a brand new game, you know. Everyone is trying to put their money into it. And I guarantee you, once this virus is over, everyone's throwing money into the cannabis industry. Because no one's ever going to lose money as long as cannabis is considered essential. So, so the cannabis industry is pretty much an indoor game where not everyone can grow cannabis outside because this is a little snippet of how cannabis talk will probably kind of go. Yeah, as we um, wrap this up. So as we wrap this up, so the cannabis industry is a booming industry, but not everyone can play the game because everyone needs money to invest into the industry, such as states and governments want capital up front, big capital, hundreds of thousands of dollars. On top of that, you have to pretty much build a god box. And what that I pretty much means with that is you got to build a, a you got to have a building that's able to ha- can have the environmental factors necessary to grow cannabis, dry it properly, and cure it properly. That will make you your money. That in itself costs over a few hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's and so most companies can't afford that. They, they they try to get into it for a little bit, then they need to sell the company or they, they drop out. You look into the articles right now, and there's constant companies being bought out, you know, all across this country right now because big dog has got to eat, and it's becoming that kind of a market. And so, you know, as we sit here and we try to figure out how we're going to get through this COVID, how we're going to survive, you know, any extra money you have or any money you have now and any time you have, invest in yourself, invest in your family, you know, really invest in your health because essentially that's going to be your wealth. You know, same as for us, you know, we're investing in our health and our wealth. You know, we're starting our garden. You know, we're doing what we got to do to make sure we're good. You know, protect your family and, and really just pay attention. Don't don't let fear control your life. Cause that's controls that can raise the anxiety. And that's kind of how it's been for uh, me a few times. And my fear has kind of turned to anxiety. I kind of didn't want to get sick. I didn't want to be sick. I had to think about dying and leaving my family behind, you know. All that stuff plays on your mind and it affects you negatively. And the more we let it just sit there and keep happening because of the government's telling us, what the news is telling us, and what we're not getting back from that because we want, we want confirmation that things are getting better, um, it just freaks you out and inspires you and it makes things worse. So what you really should do is look to your neighbor, check on your, your friends, see how everybody's doing, figure out how you guys could come together and make sure that if anything ever happened like this again, everyone's going to be good. You know, the rich got their shelters, you know, they got their spaceships. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, um, I don't know. I just try to leave that one alone. I was trying to leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, as times are changing and things are, are getting weirder, 
kind of start really focusing on yourself and start really meditating on how to figure out you, you know, really start paying attention because invest your money in a cannabis industry, invest it into gun industry, you know, uh, <laughs> solar energy, um, you know, things that you think are going to help the environment boom. And then next thing you know, you're going to be setting up some fortune, your little small fortune, just chilling, you know, because, you know, it's just a fan again. You got your garden and you got... You know you're giving some quality premium consulting advice right now. That is true. So I'm gonna stop talking <laughs> because I'll get paid for this. <laughs> but I just want to talk to y'all. So and y'all want to talk? Y'all got? I know where to send the questions at and <laughs> and all that stuff. And we can hang out and we can talk. You know, this is episode two, and we just dropping some 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 conversation. If they not may, they may not be gems, you know, but these are things we think about. I these think things we that have are some gems that are in there. kind of benefiting us and kind of helping us get through these. I mean, this really, is a meditation, isn't it? This is a meditation, so it's not really an answer. It's just a thought process that keeps going until we kind of figure out something that just satisfies us to do. You know, so if you're really down to meditate and really get into it, you know what's up. You know, but you know, no more free consultation advice. I'm not a broker. <laughs> I don't have to tell you what to do with your money. Do what you want to do with your money. You earned it. In all seriousness, we hope everybody's being safe. Drink some tea. And careful. Steep tea. Um, Things that you should be consuming. Turmeric. Garlic, honey, and cannabis. (laughs) There you go. There is your remedy for really anything. (laughs) Essentially, yeah. Just drink that a little bit. Get your (laughs) alkaline water. All right, so that's enough for the dropping of the sauces. <laughs> you guys got to figure it out for yourselves, man. No, I'm anyway, kidding. Anyway, anyway, no, we hope everybody's staying we safe. We don't want to bore you guys with facts. We. That we never researched. <laughs> <laughs> we are so happy and thankful that you are listening. And we got for episode two done. Yay to us. We're actually committed to this project and doing it. <laughs> Because we really are, we really enjoy talking to We're two people. We're not editing these podcasts either. And thanks to those um, who've been listening already, like ten people. I think like, eleven. That's eleven. That's dope. I think man. eleven. Well, it's been like ten because we're the one person to start our own self. Well, I so. don't know if it counts, like when you. Oh well, either, either way, eleven people, um, man. That's like cool because like a lot of people we haven't talked to in like four years since being parents. So that's like really cool that a lot of people listen to us talk and some people have reached messages. out. Yeah, yeah, some people have reached out. Much love to you Shout guys. Shout out to Blake. Blake, Shout out to up, Kayla. Man? Yeah, man. Yeah, right on. You Thanks guys are for cool. listening. And to the other people um, that have listened, you know, whether how you long. You know, well, no, to wrap this all up, we hope everybody's staying safe. We hope that you're not listening to the news too much about coronavirus. We hope that you're not stressing because ultimately stress is going to be the worst thing for your body. In, and in cannabis is going to be the like best. This. Cannabis would be great. RSO oil would be great. We'll go into details about cannabis on our next episode. Um... Yeah, other than that. Peace, love, and reggae music. Essentially, yeah. I got to work tomorrow. So Um, you guys have a good Sunday. We hope this meditation helps you also think about the coronavirus and think about yourselves, think about your families, think about your government. Uh, Be more aware of just what is really going on around you, what is misinformed information. Is that a thing? Because we've been saying Um, for a bit a storm was coming. And yeah, for storm sure. Storm has certainly come. So, I don't know. We all live and we all learn and we all grow and we all figure this crazy thing called life. Essentially, life is about growing. Together. If you ain't growing, then you dying. So, essentially, <laughs> keep growing. You want your plants to grow? You want your kids to grow? You got to give them the right stuff. So, feed yep. yourself the right stuff and you'll keep on growing. The right stuff is for you to find out, though. So, peace, love. I'm out.
Meredith's are out. Rasta, man. Rasta dad is out. Peace, love, reggae music, y'all. This is the longest one we've done so far. That's what's up. Anyways, again, we're not editing, so. Yep, okay, ending. All right, we're done. Peace, love. Have a great day.